are a lot of wild things happening in the world today. Like, right now. (laughs) This is a bold statement I'm about to make. But I really believe a lot of the issues we see today, from our global and local leadership, to the challenges we face in our humanity, all the way down to the personal struggles that you and I have in our lives, I believe they come down to the fact that it is hard, it is uncomfortable, and also completely necessary to be radically authentic in our life and in the way we show up in our world. If you're just tuning in, go back and listen to the last episode of Golden Girls Podcast to get a part of my conversation with a heart-centered metalhead, business strategist, and yes, that is a thing, and her name is Amber Sweener. In the last episode, we talk about authenticity and how the heck Amber weaves her rocker personality into her seven-figure business. You're going to hear about the fears that stop us and probably you from being authentic and why radical authenticity needs to be talked about and lived right now, especially in the world that we live in and are creating together because we're doing that. Whether you're, whether you're conscious to it or not, we are all creating this world together. My friend, you're going to learn about how your biggest challenge can be a path to growth and to lead to the biggest breakthroughs of your life and how those, how those challenges, how that can actually allow you to get closer to your authentic self. Most of all, I know that you're going to be reminded that you have permission, not that you need my permission at all, but you have permission to own who you are. And we want you to be able to notice where you may be holding yourself back so you can decide what you are no longer available for. Because there was so much good stuff in my chat with Amber, that's why we're doing two episodes. So this is part two. And in this episode, you're going to hear Amber break down what human design is and how you can use it to help you create the right strategy for you and your success. You're also going to hear about how Amber showed up radically authentic in this pandemic, and she shares the journey of when I first met her working 80 plus hours a week for the startup season of her business to the sacrifices she'd make to get to the point where she is now, where she is running three successful businesses, over a million dollars in revenue, and working less than 40 hours a week. I mean... Any stories like that, I always love to hear. Also, a quick confession. Amber and I recorded this months ago, before her book Unleashed launched in April 2022. And now it's the summer of 2022, and I'm just releasing the episodes, well, as you're here listening to them. So when you hear us talk about the book, know that it's already out, I've got my copy in front of me, and I am loving it. But it's not just me who loves it. Amber's book, Unleashed, hit the top of the charts and is officially a Wall Street Journal bestseller. So big congratulations to Amber. There's links in the show notes for you to pick up your copy of Unleashed, a been there, rock that guide to radical authenticity in life and business. And let this be your reminder that done is better than perfect, late is better than never, and no one over here is pretending to be perfect or on time. You're also going to hear honest stories beyond business, and really this is all applicable in every aspect of your life. You're going to hear how Amber has been shut down for being human. And I know I'm, I know Amber's not the only one. I'm not the only one. I know you're going to have examples of this too in your life. So we want you to know you are not alone. And you're going to hear how singing Pat Benatar led to a bigger win than Amber ever imagined in her life. And at the end of the episode, there is a special gift for you too. So without further ado, enjoy this episode, my friend. And thank you so much for listening. Welcome to the Golden Girls Podcast, where we believe you can have it all. I'm your host, Lisa Michaud, and I'm spilling tangible tips, goal-getting strategies, and real-life stories to inspire you to tackle your biggest dreams. You're a woman who knows you're made for more. 
Get ready to leave the excuses and self-doubt behind by being vulnerable, sharing your truth, and having honest conversations so you can succeed on your terms. Together, we'll set goals you'll actually achieve by staying motivated, having fun, and building a community of women empowering women. It's time to tap into your best self, get confident, and truly have it all. Golden Girl, let's dive in. Hello, Golden Girls. I'm back here with Amber Sweener. Oh my gosh. And she is a rocker, a heart-centered entrepreneur, brand strategist, and all these amazing things that I can't even tell you about in one sentence. In case you missed it, go have a listen to the last episode with Amber where we talk about authenticity, why now is the time to be authentic, uh, how to let go of limiting beliefs in life and business. So many good things. And I'm so excited to have her back. Welcome back, Amber. Thank you. So excited to continue the conversation. Okay. So in the last episode, you dropped human design. And I'm going to tell you, I see it on Instagram. I have heard a little bit about it, but I don't actually know about it. So can you share a little bit about what human design is? What are the types? And a little bit about how that has helped you in your journey to radical authenticity. Yeah. So human design is a very simple assessment. You just need to know where you were born in the time. And it tells you your energy type, like what you were born in the world with. So I realize some people are skeptical or they're maybe not super comfortable with it. It has, you know, a background in a number of different astrology and, and other like the I Ching and other systems that are infused with it. What I will say is when I just started looking at it and I didn't try to worry about figuring out what it was rooted in, I was blown away at how true it felt for me and other people that I in my family and people I was working with. So it's one of the tools in the toolbox. And what I really valued from it is that it helps you understand your unique way of being. There's a lot of great assessments out there, but they're, none of them really address how your energy works. So there's five core types of energy people in the world. You can be a generator, a manifesting generator, a manifester, a projector, or reflector. There's only 1% of the world are reflectors. About 20% are projectors, which is what I am. Most people are generators or manifesting generators. And then there's manifester. Now I'm not like an expert in this. I've read a book. I've studied it for a few years, but the takeaway really is when you, when you learn what your type is, you can better understand your strategy for life. These are things you probably already know, but they could be things you're shaming yourself for. Like for example, a manifesting generator is someone who tends to balance multiple things or they're going to do a number of different types of jobs in their life. Where a generator, generators and manifesting generators are here to generate and like do the work, okay? Generators will stick with something a lot longer, maybe years and years. Now I'm a projector. We're meant to guide the work. Totally makes sense, right? I'm a, I'm a strategist. I guide my clients. I guide my client, my team. So about two years ago, when I started understanding this and leading into leaning into it, it's, I helped me release this expectation and guilt and shame around that. Am I supposed to be like in doing so many things in my business? The more I really embraced, like, no, I'm here to help guide the work. That's what helped me launch another business and like build out our team a bit more which you could say just goes with being a CEO. But I really found like how that energy works for me that I'm here to, you know, put the pieces in place and guide something. And, and we use it as a team where we can see our team members, like the team members who are generators, 
they need to get, you know, all day, like work and get their energy out, not just in their job, but maybe exercising. Like they need to fully exhaust their energy cup so they can sleep well at night. A projector, like what I am interesting because I'm like high energy sometimes. And I balance a lot, but I have to be very conscientious about burning out. I need a lot of breaks. And by coming to this awareness, it was like, wow, holy smokes. I started to give myself permission to take these like work differently, right? That might mean I work two days and I take a whole day off. Maybe like, I don't always work Monday to Friday anymore because that's not good for my energy. And I'm in a position where I'm able to now do that. So I just encourage people to start dipping your toe in. I realize there's a ton to learn, but it might just help you something you've been suspecting about yourself, but maybe you felt guilty or you felt you should do it a different way. It's just going to help kind of reinforce your natural rhythm of how your energy works. Okay. I've got to go. Is it just a quiz? I literally put in human design quiz and then it'll tell me what I am. Yes. You have to know the time and location of your birth. Mm -hmm. Okay. I do. I know that. Yeah. 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 Okay. So interesting. What I love about, and I think that's something that, that gets missed a lot with these kinds of tools is I think sometimes people focus either so much solely on like the science and the research behind it or or the lack thereof, um, as opposed to really being able to look at these things as tools. And I'm kind of taking a little bit of what we talked about in the last episode around the capital T truth. Like you can actually look at a, a, an assessment such as human design or we could talk Myers-Briggs or whatever else, uh, you know, astrology or um, whatever it is. And you're always the filter and it can actually be a lens to help guide you to your authentic self, to be like, to listen and say, okay, this is what resonates for me or this speaks to me or, oh, this is interesting. So I think that that's, you know, something that's, that gets missed a lot is we look at it as either, you know, the, the assessment is either absolutely what I am or it's absolutely not what I am and it's bollocks. But it, the truth is actually, it's another thing another tool that we can then use to filter ourselves and and get more clear on what does what feels authentic for us through this. So everything may or may not need to resonate for you. That's not the point. The point is to recognize what does resonate for you to learn more about yourself. And the other part of it is to recognize what doesn't resonate for you to also bring more awareness about yourself and your authentic self in there. So yes, and I have to I have to say that. Yes, I love that. And also because sometimes through engaging those tools, it can help recognize a limiting belief that you might have had. The way I use assessments and with all of our clients and team, we now use four of them. So we don't look at anyone alone. We use it all the information together. And I look at it. It's about celebrating your strengths. I'm big on zone of genius. And I'm big on how do you do more with what like comes natural versus trying to fix the things that aren't the true you. You know, and I think every gift and strength can have a shadow side. And so to your point, it's using the the assessments as an awareness tool so that we can have awareness around our own growth of recognizing how to celebrate the things that feel good, that you're amazing, but then also recognizing maybe when it's going to the point of becoming toxic, like we talked about in the last mm. segment, right? Yes. You know, like yep. Just because I'm driven and I'm a strategic, it becomes toxic if I'm not giving myself like breaks you know, not refilling my energy cup, just different, just learning those two sides within the assessments, the, the, the light and the, and how it can be a shadow side if you're not aware of it. 
Yeah, that's so. Strengths Finder is one of the ones that I know is one of the most research based assessments out there. Clifton, that's what we use. I got the book. That's the one I use the longest. I love it. Oh yeah, I use it with my clients too. I love it too. I actually used to even use it in the corporate world. And I remember one of my coaches, my, my first coach actually, said to me, he said, "Any strength too far becomes a weakness." Hmm. And that is something that that's always stuck with me too. Like you were saying there, you know, working hard can be a great strength. Being strategic can be a strength, but it can also, if you go too far, that's when you burn out. Uh, being kind, being patient, that can be a great strength, but too far, as we spoke about in the last episode, toxic generosity, mm-hmm. right? So all these things can be can all of our strengths are powerful, but they can also go too far. So I think, yeah, it's just about awareness, and and I think all these tools are, if we can step back and use them. To reflect deeper on ourselves, I think I think that's the real gift in it. Yes, totally agree. Yeah. Um, so I've heard you say that you also see resistance as a path to growth. Tell me more about this. How do you how do you view resistance as an opportunity for growth? Because I feel like I'm like speak to my heart because the last two years has been a, the last like four has been a lot of resistance, but especially the last two. Oh. How do you see this as an opportunity for growth? Yeah. Well. Any area that we have resistance, it's either I view it as an opportunity for spiritual growth or business growth. Okay. So as an example, like when I get like way too busy and I'm feeling the resistance because there's way too much on my calendar. Okay. Why is there too much on my calendar? Do I need to hand things to team members? Do I need to raise my rates? Do I need to, you know, start outsourcing some things in my household? Like it makes sense now to get some help with the cleaning. Do I need to ask my partner for help? So, or is it just an opportunity within ourselves for our own spiritual growth or just like to take a break, to build in more breaks and resistance is normal. And like, there's going to be parts of our day that are just grindy and it is what it is. However, there were stages early on in growing my business when it was like, I was, because I had come up from this background, this idea that you need to work really hard and anything worth having is maybe going to feel hard. It's going to feel miserable. Like if you're living in that resistance every day, you don't need to do that. And that is your indicator. So for me, how this works now is in the day, there might be little things I don't want to deal with. Okay, fine. But if I go on for days or weeks and I'm snappy at my partner or I'm way overbooked and I can't get back to any team member, like that's resistance. And I don't like how I feel. And that's my indicator to say, well, you need to take a step back. You need to meet with your coach you need to get, let something go. That's where I just sometimes see people go on for weeks or months just in chaos and overwhelm. And we can do something about that. Pay attention to where the area of resistance is. Mm. Yes, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I've, one of the tools that I always advocate for for my clients and I do it for myself. I've been doing it probably 10 years or more now is weekly planning. And in that, I always do a weekly reflection of like, how am I feeling? What's like, what's the biggest challenge I faced last week? What would, what advice would I give to somebody else doing this? And it's so interesting because some weeks it's like totally different things. It's like, oh, like my daughter was sick or, um, 
like the weather was terrible or this thing came up, an emergency in our business or whatever it was. But it's so interesting because when we reflect, we actually start to see the patterns of like, what are the things that are continuously becoming issues? Like my daughter being sick a lot, like, okay, this is like something I clearly, there's some resistance here that keeps coming up and it's an opportunity to really figure out like what what needs to happen here. Is it an opportunity for me to do ex- some sort of expansion? And expansion can mean stepping back and taking a break. Expansion can mean asking for help more. Expansion can mean um, expanding my capacity. Like there's so many different ways to explore that. But um, I do think reflection is a key piece of that. And I I wholeheartedly agree that it's – and and I think – tying us all back to like limiting beliefs, like your limiting beliefs sometimes can make you think that that's just the way it has to be. Like, well, parenting is just hard or running a business is just hard or I just have to work hard to make money. But when we can recognize um, which pieces of resistance are real for us to move through or which pieces of resistance are perhaps leading us to view our own limiting beliefs, I think that's, that's where we can grow deeper. Absolutely. I love what you brought up about the reflection and planning. And I just had something very personal that just came to my mind that I'm just going to share because I didn't think of it until now. So for me, for years, I suffered with migraines and it wasn't until what you just said, I was starting to track how many days. And I started realizing I was planning my whole month around my migraine days. So I'm going to get real personal right now. And I realized it tied to my cycle. Long story short, I had been on birth control for so many years and people had mentioned that it could cause my migraines, but I was just closed off to it. I was willing to suffer the resistance to deal with this. What happened for me though, was until I finally looked back over like a whole year and at the months ahead, I saw that I was missing like three to six work days every single month. This is my real life, right? All through 2020, 2021. And I started blocking days when clients couldn't book calls tied to my cycle. What was happening was when I would go off the birth control for the week of my cycle, it would trigger the migraines. So I then, until I was finally willing to look at it and say, oh, this is a limiting belief that I actually need to be on birth control because I do have other options. I chose another option and my, and that has been so hugely dramatically different in the, I used to get like five migraine days a month in the last five months since this transition, I've had like one and a half migraines total. Like I used to have like five a month where, where I was filling my prescription all the time. So again, it's not related to business, but this is a real life example that came from recognizing resistance in my life, a thing that made me feel crappy. I started planning around it until, and sometimes we're not ready to look at it until we're ready to look at it. And and then I could really see, wow, this is disrupting my life. And then I said, if any possibilities on the table, what are my other options? And then it was like magically, wow, we realized it took us about three minutes to realize we had another option. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Totally, totally. So good. Oh my gosh. And I'm so glad that you found a solution. Like I thank you. Oh, migraines, headaches, like they are the worst. They are the worst. I'm so glad that you were able to find a solution that's working for you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for sharing for all that. different reasons, right? And so it's personal for each of us, but the point is you don't need to live in that resistance forever. Whatever's going on, we can always find a step forward that moves you toward a solution. Totally. Okay. I have to ask you because, you know, it's funny, this hasn't even come up yet, but Amber, you and I met in New York City. Uh, it must have been 
almost five years ago now, 2017. Yes, 2017. I think 2017. Yep. Uh, So five years, just about we've known each other. And I remember that trip distinctly because we shared this fabulous townhouse in Chelsea. It was amazing that you organized. Thank you again. And um, we, I think we were there for like six or seven days and you were like up early working. You were in, we were there for a conference in between the conference. You were stepping out, you were helping clients, you were on your laptop, you know, the rest of us would be going out for dinner or doing something. You're like, okay, I just have to like do this last call and do this email. And like, it was, I it distinctly remember I was like, I'm here to live it up in New York City for a week. I'm going to enjoy it. And you just worked so freaking hard all the time. And it's so interesting to that vision of you, that experience of, and how much, you know, you were always fun. So like that was always there, but like that Amber, that was so hardworking that couldn't even take, you know, an hour off at any point to just mm -hmm, be there to now you five years later being this woman who's running three companies, seven figures, the front of a metal band, and you're not working more than 40 hours a week. What was, what was the resistance point that came up for you that helped you to transform? And what do you think Anybody else who might be listening to this that might be in that phase of grinding, mm. but wants to get to where you are, like what would you what would you say to that person? Yeah. Well, it it's a journey, right? It's a journey. Um, I just realized so they're first of all, I don't want to shame anyone about wherever stage they're in because there's times of that that weren't fun, but at the same time, I don't know that I would have changed some of it. I would have taken more breaks, but I'm also okay with a few years that were pretty intense because of where it was taking us for the future. But that's the takeaway I think is knowing what that path looks like and knowing that that doesn't mean that forever and always needs to be intense, you know? Mm, yes. Yes. So looking back, would I have maybe like taken a day off a bit here, more here and there? Yes. And also I'm celebrating about myself that the minute that I knew I needed to like start hiring and outsourcing, I did it. And it wasn't like, and this is, and it wasn't like the money was just sitting there to do it, but I knew that I was like, I'm capped off. I'm, I'm working all these hours. The only way to get where we want to go is I have to just trust and I have to hire and I have to learn by doing and keep going and, and just start getting things off my plate. So recognizing, you know, what you're committed to for your own plan and working that plan, there's times of the journey that might be tough you don't need to stay there forever, but sometimes it does require some of that hustle to get where you want to go. But it also doesn't mean you need to shame yourself or think that that's the only path for success. We all get to define what that looks like for each of us. And we all have different backgrounds we come from, right? So everyone's situation is different, which is also why I think you can't really compare yourself to other people. Oh, so good. I often say it's important to look at life and and especially times where we're working really hard or actually really just any any resistance that we have or any any challenges and really ask is this a season or is this a setup Ooh, because oh a season is like for example, like a newborn baby, a startup in a business, um, even if you think like a new relationship, like it's a season where like you're so – so, for lack of a better word, obsessed with each other, right? Uh, in a new relationship, and uh, or a season, maybe a season of um, changing jobs or starting a new role or something like that, right? And versus a setup, which is like I've 
like a setup is something that doesn't have an end date, that like the next – and whatever that – and this is where I think knowing your own capacity and commitment levels comes up. But like a setup is like, well, I'm planning on being in this job. I want to be in this job or this career for the next, you know, 10, 50 – 10 to 50 years, but this is not sustainable. And like recognizing the difference between a season of maybe you're a lawyer and it's the articling period or you're a doctor and it's the residency period versus like the whole career of it, right? Same thing with a relationship. Maybe it's a tough season in a relationship, but it's very different to look at it as a season of a relationship versus the setup of the relationship. So that's a way that I often try and distinguish is like, in this series, season of, or in this time of my life that I'm in, that's really challenging. Is this truly a period that's I know is going to have an end date, and what's that? What's that going to look like? Mm-hmm. Versus, have I set my life up in this way, and do I need to readjust things to move myself out of this unsustainable place? That is gold. That is absolutely awesome. Love that. And what's interesting is when we were spending that time together was that season. I remember I was actually interviewing my first hire while we were on that trip. I was fitting in interviews. And so it totally makes sense that I was in this wild season of doing everything as a one-person show, but that also aligned with my plan where I was like, I had benchmarks that said, when I get to these revenue marks, I'm hiring this person. you know. And subsequently over that next year, I ended up hiring like my first three full-time employees coming from that point that we spent that week together. So it was kind of like a huge buildup. It was wild, but it was like the, it fit the plan. And I mean, you've been back to New York now at least once since then, right? Once, twice? Yeah. A few few times. Okay. Okay. And you know what actually is amazing? The last few times, there's actually an event I've gone to three times now. The first time I was still a little bit in that working stuff, but the last two times, like I left my laptop in the room. I did not work the whole conference. I was available to go to dinners and be really present. And what's interesting though, is I saw some other people in the room who were in that earlier season and they were even sort of sharing shame with the group or like, you know, how they were frustrated that they're working. And I was able to then say that was me two years ago and I get it and it's okay just like get your plan about how this is going to be a season and not a setup. I didn't say that then, but I will next time. And I'll say, and that was from Lisa Michelle. Um, you know, but that's, so now I can see that growth and I can see that difference. This last time my husband, you know, flew out and we spent a few extra days and like just had fun and you can, yeah, it's, I didn't stay in the setup, which is the great takeaway that I want to celebrate about myself. <laughs> Super, super inspiring. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I, I, yeah, I so want to just honor and, and, and agree with you in saying it's not about shaming. It's about awareness of like knowing you're in that season and knowing that you're working towards a bigger vision versus being stuck in something that there is no end date because of limiting beliefs. And I think um, what you shared there is super inspiring um, it's inspiring for me to have watched you. It's, you know, I think it's really inspiring for anybody listening that may be in that season of startupness, um, and even just like for if you're not in it yet, to recognize and hear what it might, what it will probably look like to create successful businesses or really success in any in any aspect of your life, that it will take a commitment, that it will take some sacrifices. Um, and that's where I think authentically knowing what you really want makes that those sacrifices easier. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. One of these days, we will have to go back to New York and uh, both of us can leave our laptops in the room. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait for that. Oh, restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing it, doing it. Uh, okay. Tell me about the, I mean, the pandemic has obviously been, I mean, how do you not talk about the last couple of years without that weaving itself in? Ooh. Tell me about how you have showed up radically authentic in this pandemic. Well, I don't know if you knew this story was about to come. So about when the pandemic started, you know, mid-March, like into April, was kind of when it was shutting everything down. I knew that we had enough of reserves, you know, built that I had thankfully built so that if any emergency ever happened, it could get us through, you know, at least a few months of payroll. One day I happened to log into my bank account, even though I had a bookkeeping company, and I saw that the money was wiped out, like almost six figures. It turned out that our bookkeeping company had fallen for a scam and had written out two extremely substantial checks to scam for scam invoices. This is wild, right? I'm going to give you the punchline. Eight days later, I got the money back. But what happened is they fell for the scam. The money had like cleared the bank and it was like so many stressors upon stressors. We had clients that were like canceling contracts. All of a sudden businesses are closed. We don't know where revenue is going to come from. And like the reserves that I had there to fund my business and all my staff were potentially gone forever. So in that moment, radically authentic, this is something that's helped me as I always sort of say, what's the lesson of the moment? How is it going to make me better for the future? I have the funniest, saddest, most pathetic picture of me bawling on the floor in my office. And I told my husband, I said, Brandon, take my picture right now because six months from now, I'm going to post this online and we're going to look back and we're going to be able to share about how much stronger this experience made us. And, and, and also what's funny is in the background of the picture, we were just starting our CBD company and we were growing, we were starting our hemp seedlings, like growing them all over the house. So in the background of the picture, there's little baby hemp plants growing and I'm laying on the floor and I'm crying and I'm a mess. So what happened is that became the opportunity for my husband then to actually come into the business. We had been talking about if he should leave his career and come into the business. Were we ready? Not exactly, but in a way it became a catalyst for good. You know, it got him free and he became a full-time entrepreneur with me. Thankfully, eight days later, we got the money back. It was like the most stressful week of my freaking life. Um, but I learned some non-negotiable things like where I'd kind of bent the rules a little because of COVID where like I wasn't signing the checks. The bookkeeper was signing it with a stamper, right? We So that was a way that I was radically authentic. And I, I shared with the team what was happening, but I let them know that they were secure because I thankfully had good credit and other things, right? So that happened, you know, and then within weeks, I also decided to show up and start offering trainings online, how to survive and thrive as a business through the pandemic. I didn't, no one's ever done that before, but I just trusted myself to teach about the principles of brand strategy that led to landing a few clients It land. Uh, it led to becoming a global trainer for an organization where I mentored over 50 women worldwide through the pandemic. So, and that was because even though I was like, kind of afraid about showing up online and talking about business because I was like, I don't want to appear insensitive that this is, you know, a disease that's taking people's lives. But I also felt, but also we can't have the entire business economy collapse. And there are some small, depending where you live, not all small businesses were getting help, especially in the beginning. Nobody, nobody knew if they were getting any help from anywhere. So, you know, those are ways that I showed up radically authentic 
I hmm. tried to be transparent. I tried to be a voice that could guide um, with my clients and, you know, our private coaching group. I was also honest about the things I was struggling with. But while I, I had my own coach so that I could have the energy and the capacity to hold and create that space with my clients and show up more powerfully with them. And some of them had their, their biggest growth leaps ever, honestly, through the pandemic. It was challenging, yes, you know, but it was also an opportunity for some people to dig deeper into that pur purpose well. You know, like if you've got a purpose, like the only thing I think that can sometimes get you through that really tough stuff is it has to come from a deeper place. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's the deeper place that drives you? That deeper place for me was that I, that I am passionate about the rise of heart-centered leaders, about women, about more diverse people in the business world. And that's who a lot of the clients are that we serve and a lot of my audience. And so I just felt these are people that I know that the world needs to succeed. And so that drove me to make the trainings. You know, one of them had like several thousands of people that watched it within a few days. And it was that. It was like, I know the people that can let, learn from me are those who maybe don't fit the traditional mold of what we've seen for all these years and in, in our traditional patriarchal system. And I don't want these people dropping off and failing. We, they need a leader. So I guess it's me. Cause I, you know, like what, if we're looking around, sometimes we're like, who's going to do it? I guess it's me. So why not? Hmm. I mean, that's like, that's a truth bomb right there. You know, we're so often we are all looking around for somebody else to take it, for somebody else to lead it. But I love that you just stepped up and did that. And I hope and I know that somebody listening that, to this is going to hear that and that's going to resonate for them. Something about what you just said there. Someone's going to look around and realize that they've been waiting, looking around and that the leader that they're looking for is actually themselves. I hope so. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think that somebody would be will. a success of this conversation. I love it. <laughs> It would be. It would be. If that's you, send us a message. We want to know. We want to hear. Um, okay. I want to know, you have, you've said that you've been shut down for being human and you have some stories to share. Ooh. I'm, I, I'm, I imagine people might relate to some of this, right? So, so one of the stories that's really present is early in the business when even though like I understood money and I was a skilled salesperson for whatever reason, when you work for a company, it's different when you go to work for yourself. And I started to struggle with sometimes charging the rate of the value of the work, or I was giving all these extra rounds of consults and revisions and not charging. And I, my first business coach, I shared with him how I was really struggling to increase my rates, even though I knew what I felt I should be charging and it fit my budget. But emotionally, I was struggling with sitting in front of those people and selling it at that rate. And he responded, it's easy. You just say that's the rate. And the thing is, it just wasn't freaking easy. Right. And the thing that was happening for me was I was having my emotions all, you know, wound up in the money stories. And I just felt so not validated in that experience. And that led me to feel shame. It led me to, for a few years, feel shame about Amber, if you're so strong, then you shouldn't need to be validated, right? But the reality is we are all humans having human experiences. Thankfully, some years later, I moved on to find a mentor that, you know, is one that has been profound in my journey. And one of the first things that was so profound was how she validated, you know, Amber, anyone with your experience, it makes sense, like in a very real way. She wasn't just saying it like, a, like in coaching language, like she was actually connecting with me emotionally. 
that, but it wasn't coming into my story. Like it wasn't commiserating, right? There's a difference, but it was just acknowledging why I felt the way I felt. So we could then create the safe, the safety and space to look at, well, where does that come from? What's the root of that money story? You know, but that's just one of those times where I had tried to open up to that first coach and I just felt so shut down. Like I was so stupid because, you know, I was struggling to charge what I wanted to charge. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. It's one of the reasons uh, I always – it always surprises me and makes me laugh because we always say – I mean, all the, most of the things that we want to do or we need to do are, are simple. We know what they need to do. And even like Nike slogan, just do it. I mean, there's a reason why that slogan's been out for 30 years and it hasn't really changed the world much because it's not that easy to just do it. <laughs> and I always, you know, I lo- there's so much wrapped in here. I, I think the two that come to mind is, is habits and beliefs. Those are one of the biggest things that I work on with clients. It's what I, it, when I, when it comes to goal setting, I always say we have to look at what are the habits you're going to need or to, to either create or to stop doing for that goal. And what are the beliefs that are holding you back or that, and the, empowering beliefs that you're going to have to create because everyone says, well, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to start working out or I'm just going to increase my rates or I'm just going to, um, whatever I'm going to eat, just going to eat healthy or going to just stop drinking. But the truth is that it's not easy to just stop doing something or just start doing something because we are products of beliefs and habits. And so it, yeah, I just, I, I, I agree with that. It's so interesting that, I mean, Nike is a huge multi multi billion dollar company, multinational company that's been around for a very long time, and they, you know, their slogan is "just do it," but it's it's not that simple. And uh, if if it was, then uh, it, it, would, it would be that easy, right? So yeah, I, I think that's just so good, and that's. Yeah. It, I mean, every coach has different values. Every, sometimes we do have to hear like, just do it. And sometimes it does snap. But I will tell you the number of times that someone's told me to just do something. Yeah. Compared to uh, – and how many times it's been effective is very little compared to the number of times actually exploring that and getting to the root of it to then come through, to to move through our humanness, to come to an answer, a resolution, a a next step forward. I, that's much yeah, more powerful. I think you gave the solution where if we, if we would have addressed some of the beliefs or habits, it would have solved it, right? Exactly. Even, exactly. Like, fix the whole belief, but just by being aware of it then can empower a person to say, oh, now I understand where I got that belief. Doesn't mean the whole thing is maybe cleared out, but then at least that awareness gives you enough to say, well, now I'm aware of it. I can set that aside. And now I feel empowered to go just do it, (laughs) you know, but. Absolutely. Absolutely. But just smooshing it down does not help. Exactly. Doesn't help. Tell me more, because I know spiritual bypassing is something that you've experienced that you're, you're not here for. Tell me more. I think there's, you have another story about this, don't you? Well, I think, and, and I know my take on spiritual bypassing is just that where it says like, even though as we become evolved and I'm like intertwined more spirituality and my business coaching and what I do, but as we've potentially hopefully people can hear from our conversation, I'm also very rooted in the strategy and the reality and the numbers. Right. But for me, it's spirituality is also trusting that even when the crappy things happen, it's it's working for higher good or it's leading to something that we'll end up learning from. What I see though as spiritual bypassing, and I've encountered this, is it's almost like someone is floating above or it's so like out there to where there's no space for the human pain or human emotion. And I've encountered that 
And it was more so a few years ago or meeting people at new events or conferences back when we were going to a bunch of those things in person. Or sometimes if I was like shopping around maybe for like a new coach or a mentor and times that if I tried to share some of these struggles I was having and you could just get the, the total, uh, the person is giving you a response that says something like, um, well, when you're evolved and you're above that, you, you need to work on your energy. You just need to fix your energy because you can't manifest if you're not abundant. And, and yet like in order to even get there, we have to have space for, well, what are the pain points and problems and the, the challenges that I'm having without making me feel like shamed for having that real human experience. And furthermore, I just tend to believe, I think similarly to you, we can get our energy and our mindset straight, but you still need to do work. Like I'm all about energy, but I just think that's not useful when I've met a number of people that, you know, sometimes have told me that when I've encountered challenges and then they make me think something's wrong with me or tell, try to make you think something's wrong with you that your energy's off. You know, because clearly like I've created a lot of great things in life and, um, yeah, I just think that shuts people down when it's all about, oh, well, you need to, you know, your coding is off and your energy is off and that's- Yeah. Like, quote, just fix your energy and everything will be better. And yeah, I I see that a lot. I agree with that. I I think it's really interesting because we when we just tell people we just need to like fix your energy or just need to come up to high vibe or whatever that is, it's so interesting because you bypass and you skip over all the lessons and the wisdom that can come from the shadow or from the dark or from the struggle, from the resistance, however you want to call Yeah, it's that. being inauthentic because you're being fake if you're like, there is a true thing that's high vibe. And a lot of times I feel high vibe. The difference is if you're authentically high vibe, you recognize when you're having a different vibe and you honor it and you move through it and you do whatever you need to do to release it or heal it or like, you know, be able to look at it. But there's a fake version of that high vibe, which is like overlooking that any of that ever existed. And it's like you're putting it in a closet and you're setting it over there because you're just pretending it doesn't exist. That's that's actually not a true level of, of healthy high vibe. And that's what I think of as spiritual bypassing. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And I've heard you say that, you know, it's possible and this is I what I – I'm going to like put some of your words here together, but you know, authenticity is that you can be a super positive, abundant person. You can be spiritual and you can still have problems and that doesn't, you can still have hard times. You can still have resistance. You can still have struggles. And that doesn't mean you're broken, that it's actually in embracing all these things of yourself and embracing the high vibe moments and the quote low vibe moments and embracing the challenges, the struggles and your gifts. And that's what creates authenticity. And that's what creates the success that you're looking for. If you can, if you can embrace all of it and not see yourself as just broken or, or needing to, to stifle that down. Absolutely. I think like, I think when I think about my you know mission with myself is to be a person that feels comfortable with my authenticity every stage of the journey. It's not about trying to create a life that's free of a problem because that's really kind of manipulative and controlling. Like we can't live our life so controlling that we are in fear of anything that might go away. We don't want it to go. But instead, if you work on 
building yourself up in your authenticity and your resources and just like trusting who you are, well, then it really doesn't matter what comes your way because you have that grounding rooted in something real that says like, I'm capable of whatever that is because I certainly cannot predict tomorrow. So let me just, you know, work on myself so that whatever tomorrow brings, I'm going to, I know I'm going to be okay with it. Yeah. Okay. Where does Pat Benatar and singing in a pageant come into play? Because I know. Uh, yes. When it, Okay. So this is authenticity and how, you know, recognizing how there's moments in life when that's not worth selling your true self short. So when I was a kid, I loved watching pageants on television. I had learned that you could win scholarship money to go to college and I wanted to go to college. So I said, I'm going to be Miss America someday, right? Also, one of my dreams was to have a rock band. So in college, it was finally like time to compete for pageants before I aged out of the program. I, I didn't have any really professional training, but I started doing pageants and just tried to sing the typical pageant songs like all that jazz. I even did some dancing, even though I had no training. That was awkward. So in all these pageants, I would get really good scores on the interview and the on stage question, but I really struggled with the talent that was worth the most of the points. So over like two years, I did maybe eight pageants. It was the last pageant ever. And I was not winning them playing by their rules and singing their, their classic pageant songs. So I just decided, hey, what is going to fill me with joy? What's my true self? And I grew up singing along karaoke, okay, to like 80s rock and roll, like Pat Benatar. So on that last pageant ever, I had leather pants, a sparkly shirt, seven inch heels, and I got out there and rocked Pat Benatar's song, Heartbreaker. Anyone who doesn't know it, go listen to it. It's amazing. And I will never forget like people at the pageant just sort of like sitting back and their eyes wide. And of course I did not win the pageant, but that is a key moment for me that I just felt like I won something else, a stand for my authenticity. And, you know, I, there's times in life where we just need to do that. There's things that are not worth selling yourself short and we get to decide what that is. Oh, so good. I'm just going to leave it at that because it's, what an amazing story. And if you ever find a video of that, please let me know because I would love to watch it. I feel like I know. I kind of wish now that there was a video. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I, the video in my it. mind is also pretty dang good. I that I just said that. If somebody turns up with one. <laughs> if somebody turns up with it, please let me know. Please reach out. I want to see it. It sounds so good. But I love that. Your authenticity is more valuable than what you might be winning. Yeah. So good. So what is something that you want to leave everyone with? I know you have kind of a last message and also a little gift. Well, I think you kind of just nailed it actually, which is that there are things that sometimes authenticity, you can't put a price tag on it. And and also I believe that it leads to freedom. Your personal truth is the path to freedom is my top guiding principle that I sort of live and lead by. And I just want to invite people to think about that, that when you, when, what does that purest, you know, personal freedom look like, feel like to you, who are you being? Because that's your truest authentic self. And how can you be a little bit more of that? Hmm. And you have a guide to help people with that, right? Yes. The intentional living guide. I, I think we'll drop the URL. You can go to our website, which is 
soulseedstrategy.com and it's right there on the homepage. You can get the intentional living guide. And my book is coming out soon also that's on this topic. It's about living unleashed. Unleashed is the title and it's all about radical authenticity in life and business. Uh, okay. So all the links will be in the show notes. Make sure you grab the intentional living guide and Amber's book unleashed is coming out April 26th of 2022. Um, I know I'm going to be grabbing a copy. I encourage everyone else to as well, because you know, if you've, if you've resonated with Amber's message, if you love the way that she just shows up in every aspect of her life unleashed, I know you're going to love the book as, as well. Um, so make sure you, you grab that. And I can't believe like we're going to be adding, like we're like rock star and brand strategist and coach and hemp grower and now author to your list. Like so many, so many great things. Um, before we end off, there's a couple of questions I always like to ask all of our guests. So we kind of do them rapid fire. So great. you don't know what you don't know what they are, but they're unless you've listened to all the last episodes and maybe gathered all this up. Um, but here we go. The Golden Girls Podcast rapid fire questions. What is a goal that you're working on right now? Releasing our album for our band. Amazing. Okay, Morningstar. Uh, can you share links for that as well for there any metal fans? Okay, we're going to put that. Morningstar and our album, Between Your World and Mine, is coming out. <laughs> so when does that drop? So I might be a little interesting here, but about a week after my book. So we're actually going to be doing a combined <laughs> book launch, album launch, party event in Madison, Wisconsin, where we're from. And we are going to have the live making of our new music video with everybody there who comes to the party. So we do things our own way. We are making it rad. <laughs> oh my gosh. That sounds amazing. Okay. How do I get an invitation? If you could just send one to me afterwards, it okay. sounds unbelievable. <laughs> so cool. So cool. Um, what, what is the best lesson that you've learned in the last year? Ooh, releasing responsibility that's not ours to carry. Mm, good. Okay. What's something that you've changed your mind about in your life? One of the things I really want to be intentional about is just reminding us all that it's okay to – permission to change your mind, permission to um, to shift. So what's something that you've okay changed your mind on? It's okay to be lazy sometimes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I feel like I need like that I mantra and listen to that 10 times a yeah. day. Yeah. It feels good now for me when I give myself my lazy spaces. Oh, I don't feel guilty about that anymore. It feels so mm. good. So awesome. Okay. Now, you actually did come to visit me in Vancouver a couple years ago. And I don't know if you know this, but in Canada, we have a dish called the poutine. And have you heard of it? Yeah. I don't think we ever did it. We didn't do it though, did we? But I've had it in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You had it in Toronto. Okay. I'm like, oh, it's such a terrible Canadian fail of me to have you visit and me not give you a poutine. <laughs> okay. So do you remember if your cheese was shredded cheese or if it was like the, the chunks, the curds? Do you remember? I think it was curds. And what did you think? Well, I come from Wisconsin, which is the cheese curd and cheese capital of like the world, y'all. So let me just say, sorry, Canada, but I think our deep fried cheese curds might win in a competition up against the poutine. <laughs> I'm not afraid of the cheese curd, okay? Now, and if you don't know this tip, you heat them up in the microwave and make them a little melty and like cheesy and pull party. Mm. Oh, oh, I'm, um, you're speaking to my stomach right now. Uh, yes. So I will be there in Madison for the cheese curds and for your book launch rock party music video shindig. I'm so there for that. Yeah. Okay. So you know what? The, the real test there is, do you like cheese curds? Cause I can, I, I, it's all about the curds. I appreciate the poutine. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's all about the cheese curds. I love it. Okay. If you had a magic wand, what would you use the magic for? Oh, the first thing that came to my soul, I have a very deep connection. We didn't talk about this, but I lived for a year in East Africa. Elephants are my spirit animal. And there I see a point in my future at some point where I'm living there and doing deep work somehow with helping to save elephants. And so that was the first thing that came to me. But yeah. Amazing. Cool. Cool. Uh, If you could travel anywhere in the world right now and for food, like to eat something delicious, where would you travel to and what would you be eating? Oh, it's the same place. It would be East Africa. I am forgetting the name of the restaurant, but it is in Nairobi and it has the best Ethiopian food ever. That is my favorite food. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm traditional I was- Ethiopian with injera and the shiro and all like the different like little piles of food they put on this flat bread. You have to try it. Amazing. Okay. Well, there are some great Ethiopian restaurants in Vancouver that we, it's been a little while since we've been, but now now you're making me hungry. I'm gonna have to go have some of that. Um, and last question, where where can people find you? How can they reach out to you? How can they get in touch? Besides, obviously, getting your pre-sale book and grabbing your intentional living guide. Yeah, so any social media, my name is Amber Sweener. Our website, soulseedstrategy.com. Uh, those are the best ways. You know, I'm on all the Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We do have a free group for soulful leaders. But if you have a hard time following it, just drop me a direct message on any social media and Happy to have you in that free Facebook community if it helps support your journey. Uh, Amber, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for dropping so much wisdom about reminding us that we can all be spiritual and be human, that we it's important for us to honor what we're moving through, that we can use our resistance as a tool for our growth and living more authentically, and just giving us all permission to to grow, to change, and most of all, to be ourselves. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was such a wonderful conversation, and you do such great work for your community. This was fun. Thank you. Oh. Amber has such an amazing, infectious energy, doesn't she? I left this conversation feeling reinvigorated with myself and my life, and I hope you feel the same too. It's been a day since we recorded all this, and I still don't know exactly what it looks like for me to step more radically, authentically in my life, but I just know this is an episode that I'm going to listen to again and again. Because I truly believe that when we are all more ourselves and are in true alignment with who we are, it makes our own lives better and the lives of everyone else around us. I know, bold statement, but I really believe that with small steps that we can take in our own life, we make the world a better place for not just us, but for our children, for our community, for the future, for our entire global community and those around us. So I really just want to hit home on the importance that radical authenticity isn't just about the way you show up on social media or the way you show up on your business or the hobbies you have, but it really is about the way you live your life and how you live, as Amber says, your capital T truth. Friend, I really hope that listening to these episodes has helped you feel confident and helps you to own your personal truth. I hope you can walk away with a greater sense of self-trust of your own inner knowing and that you feel ready to trust your authentic self and create a unique strategy 
for every aspect of your life, whether it is your work, your relationships, your parenting, the conversations you have, the hobbies, anything in your life. At the end of the day, remember this, that you get to choose what your success looks like. Nobody else but you. And who you are inside, your personal truth is the path to freedom for yourself. And I'm going to argue for a whole lot of other people around you too. And if you are looking for something extra special, Amber is hosting a three-day global virtual experience October 6th to 8th of 2022 called Unleashed Live. And don't worry, this is not another soul-crushing, stuffy Zoom meeting because we've all had enough of those, haven't we? Unleashed Live is all about learning to trust your intuition and stepping into self-alignment supported with proven strategies, of course. This event is for visionary leaders, change-making business leaders, and soulful CEOs like you. As a special gift to our community, Amber is extending her early bird special so that you can save your seat at the lowest price offered, plus get the chance to win a 60-minute strategy session with her or a copy of her new best-selling book, as you know, Unleashed. Look, when Amber asked me to share this event with you, it was a heck yes for me because I know she is so much fun and full of real value. Amber also invited me to be an affiliate and in the spirit of abundance, which I want for all of us, I also said yes. I'm sharing that in full transparency so that you know that if you get a ticket using my link, I will get a commission and you will get a discount. As always, I only share affiliate links and really any links, paid or not, that I truly believe will serve you and Unleash Live is no exception. Plus, I'm not saying there's going to be naked waterfall photo opportunities, but I'm not not saying that there won't be some seriously incredible opportunities to get outside your comfort zone and have fun. No matter what, Unleash Live is going to be authentic and a transformational experience for everyone. And if that sounds like something you're interested in, check out the show notes and lisamichaud.com slash unleashed live for more details. Thank you so much for listening. If something spoke to you, send me a message by sharing this episode and tagging me on social media. If you know someone who would love to hear this episode, please share it with them too. Because I love surprises, make sure you subscribe to the Golden Girls podcast today. It's the only way to find out about bonus surprise episodes and make sure you don't miss a single beat on your golden journey. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode of the Golden Girls podcast.